This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. It's the amazing Rico Bronia podcast with your host, Evan Roberts. Are you? For the postseason, baby. Welcome to the first ever postseason edition of Rico Bronia. Hopefully, one of many, many, many an episode. Pete Hoffman, Evan Roberts, we are getting you ready for the wild card series between the New York Mets and the San Diego Padres. I will say this when the Mets were in the wild card game back in 2016, it did not truly feel like the playoffs. And I think there were a few reasons why, to me, I still look back at it six years later and say, yeah, it really wasn't the playoffs. I think, A, it being only one game. B, it was on the heels of going to a World Series, so we had just experienced the real postseason. To go to a one-game playoff, essentially, it never felt real, never felt like the postseason. We haven't played the wild card series yet, and who knows if it will be two games, three games, win, lose, I have no idea. But it already feels a little bit different. And I think there are two reasons why it feels different. Number one, it's not just one game. It's a series, even though it's a mini series. And number two, we didn't just experience the World Series like we did in 2016. We're thirsty. We're at the end of this Sahara Desert of crappy baseball. And we're so excited that we get relevant postseason baseball. Hopefully it lasts. Hopefully it's not a two-day or three-day excursion. Hopefully this is the one of many, many steps, but I could already tell you off the top, the wild card series does feel very different than the wild card game. Do you agree with that sentiment, Pete? Uh, no question. I mean, like, like we've, you've said it, I've said it, that banner should be taken down. I don't even want to look at it. And not to mention, we looked at, I reviewed the lineup that we put out uh, for that wild card <laughs> game. And my God. That wasn't a playoff team. I'm sorry. No, it really wasn't. I mean, it is kind of funny. When you look back at A, the roster, and you look back at that lineup they put up against Madison Bumgarner, you say to yourself, wait a second. Was that really a postseason team? It was It was amazing they made the postseason because of all the injuries that they were dealing with. And I think because of the success they had the prior year, I think we had a naivete that if, hey, they could just get to the postseason, Maybe they'll go on some kind of crazy run, just like 2015. But they weren't equipped for that. Not Even if they had won that game against the San Francisco Giants, it was very likely that postseason run was going to end very quickly against the Chicago Cubs. This is different, obviously. This is a team that's coming off of 
101 wins. We have the two aces, supposedly. Let's go. Now, let me, we address the rotation decision or what appears to be the rotation decision from Buck Showalter that he's going to start Max Scherzer in game one, and then there'll be a pause in determining how they want to handle game two. If they lose game one, you obviously come back with Jacob DeGrom in game two. If you win game one, you can hold off on Jake and use Chris Bassett. This is a strategy we had talked about many times. We've talked about it before. I'm I'm not surprised. I'm frustrated by some of the things being said and criticizing this over the last 24 hours. From baseball guys I respect. Like I just read a Ken Rosenthal athletic article in which he never, and I heard this a lot on our own radio station today, no one's actually saying why it's a bad idea. No one's actually saying why it's not a good idea. All I keep hearing are the same phrases and code words. You're just trying to be too cute. Why screw around? Why look ahead? When none of that is actually true. You're not looking ahead. Jacob DeGrom is going to pitch in the wild card series if need be. At least that's my intent. Uh, obviously, Buck Showalter can do something completely different than what we've talked about. But you are not putting yourself in a situation where Jacob DeGrom doesn't pitch again. This is not a Zach Britton situation for Buck Showalter. So I keep hearing you're being too cute. And I always want to ask, like, what is being so cute about? Like, I don't understand. I, I'm trying to be open minded to understanding those I disagree with. I do that very well when it comes to politics. I I listen to what the other side says, and even if I don't agree with them, I say, okay, I see where you're coming from. I have tried my best to listen to the other side, and I don't know if it's just wanting to be a disagreement or wanting to disagree because you want to disagree. I have no idea. I don't understand your side. The Mets are not saving Jacob deGrom for the NLDS. They're not. If they happen to win two games, yes, he'll be ready for the NLDS game one. But there is no scenario, unless he's hurt, which is the caveat to all of this, there is no scenario where Jacob deGrom doesn't pitch for the New York Mets in the postseason. And I think where people are struggling, and I will try to help them out. So if you're listening to this podcast and you say, Evan, I disagree with you. Okay, I'm going to try this one last time. We haven't had a best of three before. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So if you ever bring up Don Drysdale and Sandy Koufax or Randy Johnson and Kurt Schilling or any other lethal combination in baseball history and utter the phrase, would you do it with those guys? I would very calmly and politely tell you there was never a chance to do it with those guys because there was never a best of three series. No, Bobby Cox never had a chance to say, hey, I've got Maddox, Smoltz, Glavin. I know they had three guys. Let me hold one off. It's a best of three. It's not a best of seven. 
it's not a best of five. It's different. So I don't understand the hard-headedness of this. This is not something you can compare to from 10 years ago because there is no 10 years ago. It's a best of three series. And so what's unique about a best of three as compared to a best of five or a best of seven is usually the reason you want your best pitcher starting in game one or game two is so that they could pitch again in the series so you can maximize them. There's no opportunity to do that in a best of three. You're pitching once. So I'm trying to not get frustrated because I totally like good sports debates, but I'm being totally honest with you. I don't understand people who think this is stupid. I don't understand people who say, and this phrase I heard 800 times today, every time I hear it, I want to have a drink. Stop being so cute. What does that mean? Stop being so cute. It's a strategy. DeGrom will pitch when you need him to pitch. If he doesn't pitch this weekend, that's a success. That's a good thing. There's nothing wrong with it. So Ken Rosenthal, and I bring him up only because I respect him. Like Ken Rosenthal is a good baseball guy. How Ken Rosenthal can write a prose featuring what are the Mets doing? Are they hiding an injury? The analytics department. That's the other thing. I always hear that when someone disagrees. It's the analytics department. The analytics. It's not analytics. It's, hey, it's best of three. I have this really smart strategy. So if you disagree with me, tweet angrily at me. That's fine. But I will tell you this. I put out a poll two days ago, and I said, hey, and I used DeGrom instead of Scherzer. That one's interchangeable, and that's kind of a different discussion on who pitches game one and who you hold back. I said, hey, if you win game one, would you hold back that second ace and pitch Chris Bassett? And I'm proud of Twitter because 8,000 people voted, a pretty good amount of people, and 55%, good amount of people, said, yeah, hold that some bitch back. So I do feel good that I think most people – understand this and are not confused by shiny objects and aren't like this doesn't it ain't that freaking complicated i don't see the other side pete what say you Uh, i mean i'm a hundred percent on board with you on all of what you said i've heard the argument how can you you know, not pitch him game two. How could you not pitch the Grom game two? What happens if he gets shelled in game three? Like, you, like, rely, rely on him on in game three, and he gets shelled. I'm like, is that the same thing if he gets shelled in game two? Like, what the hell is the difference? If he gets shelled, he gets shelled. But the point is, is that if you have a victory with Scherzer, and you can win game two with Bassett, which I 100% feel that Chris Bassett can give the New York Mets a victory at home versus San Diego Padres, and I think Buck Showalter does too. Why wouldn't you take that risk-reward factor where you could sweep him in two games? Yes, sweep in two games. That's a possibility in this player scenario, and then save the ground for game one and potentially have him for a game five if need be. It's freaking obvious. But, uh, again, like you said, people are being too cute with their uh, synopsis. (laughs) (laughs) Well said. I think that it's going to take time. This is a brand new format. I understand that. It's new for all of us. I mean, we got used to a wild card game for the last decade. I know we had the wild card series in 2020. I think that one is almost just too weird to count. 
it was such a strange season. We had a 60 game season. So even though we had a wild card series in 2020, I kind of equate that to how we had a divisional series in 1981, 14 years before the actual divisional series. Uh, this is the first one. And I think sometimes with firsts, you're digesting different strategies one could have. And I don't think this is a bad strategy. I think it's a smart strategy. And I warn anybody, if the Mets lose this series, if DeGrom gets bombed in game three or bombed in game two or whatever happens, they would not have lost this series because of this strategy. It would be an easy, convenient thing to rip, but it wouldn't be based on any fact. Like they would lose because that guy didn't pitch well. Like you're just debating the order of your three pitchers. We all agree that the three starting pitchers, if three games are needed to be played, would be Max Scherzer, Jacob DeGrom, and Chris Bassett. And obviously the hope is they're going to pitch a lot better than what happened in Atlanta a week ago. The only discussion here is the order of how you do it. So if those guys fail preemptively and the Mets lose this series and we're all devastated, if anyone says they lost because of this strategy, they're being disingenuous. And they're just saying something that's not true. This strategy is not going to cost the Mets anything. Uh, If the Mets lose, it'll be because they lose.